Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you want to help this video blow up like these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Raven's Arts. Drive long, sharp nails into my fence? Kill my vine? Enjoy the weeds my siblings with? This happened in the summer of 1974, when I was four years old. When I was a kid, we had a next door neighbor who was a total mega witch. Mega witch was a 40-something woman who liked high heels, mules, big jewelry, lots of makeup, and wore long, flowy caftans in garish colors that did not flatter her. She had a big perm, remember it's the 70s, a huge butt, and was notorious in our neighborhood for being an entitled jerk. Her favorite thing was to go onto neighbors' landings, either early in the morning or late at night, and steal decorations and potted plants, which she would then put in her back garden. She even once dug up someone's small tree out of their front yard because, according to the neighbor, she felt it would look better in her garden. Total witch. For the most part, she left my family alone. My family has a take-no-crap rep in the neighborhood, and she knew it, only glared at me and my siblings when we played outside. She hated kids. Sadly, that didn't last. One day, one of my sisters got badly sliced by a long nail when she went to pick flowers off the passion flower vine on the fence. Important later, turned out Make-A-Witch had hammered dozens of long nails into our fence so she could hang potted plants she'd most likely stolen. The leaves on the vine had hidden them until my sister got sliced. She had to get a tetanus shot which made her sick all day. Mom was pissed. So she went out and actually spent the rest of the day hammering each and every nail back through the fence and back into Mega Witch's garden, causing many of the pots to fall and break. This is probably why she did what she did. About a month later, my mom goes into our kitchen and sees a man in our yard. She goes out and asks, what the freak are you doing? Guy tells her he was a gardener and had been hired to get rid of the vine on the fence. Mom asked him who hired him to do this. The owner of the fence, he told her, and gestured to Mega Witch's house. Mom told him, calmly since none of this was his fault, that it wasn't Mega Witch's fence and she was the owner. The poor guy was horrified. However, the damage was done. He had already cut into the hardwood and roots and now our vine was dead. After the poor guy left, Mega Witch stiffed him we found out later. Mom went to Mega Witch's house and confronted her. That witch didn't even deny it, just laughed in my mom's face and said, I did it, so what? It's not like you can do anything about it, then sauntered back into her house. She'd just messed with the wrong family. Two days later, Mega Witch went on a two-week vacation with her husband, a jerk, to Cabo. Revenge time. The day she left, my older siblings along with a family friend decided Mega Witch's back garden needed improvements. So they climbed the fence, went into her garden, dug up all the pretty flowers and small trees, carted them out, along with the stolen decorations, and replaced them with high pollen weeds, quick growing ivy, 
and lots and lots of poison oak and poison ivy that they'd carefully dug up from a nearby park. I was too young to help, sadly. We then temporarily moved our three dogs into our backyard. Neighbor was afraid of them despite the fact that they were two Pomeranians and a small mutt. We also had a nine-foot fence, which was too high for her or her husband's fat butts to climb, so we knew our garden would be safe from her. My family excitedly waited. When Megawitch got back and saw her new and improved garden, she threw the biggest, most epic tantrum and meltdown we'd ever seen. It was spectacular. A whole class of sugared up, pissed off preschoolers couldn't have thrown a bigger tantrum. From the top of the fence, we all watched. Dad took the day off to see the freak out, as he put it, as Mega Witch screamed and ranted, pulled her hair, kicked the weeds, and threw anything she could get her hands on, all the while cussing and screeching like she was getting a chili powder enema. Then she spotted all of us watching her. She yelled and cursed at all us laughing kids, coming to the correct conclusion that we'd done this to her precious garden. By this time, all the surrounding neighbors were also watching, but she of course zeroed in on us. Mega Witch then stormed over to our house and banged on our door until mom opened the door. Dad let her deal with it as he was still laughing his butt off. Mega Witch then demanded my family not only pull all those ugly plants out and to, of course, pay for new ones and plant them, and to do it now, right now. Our mom just looked at her, yawned, told her she had zero proof it was her kids who'd done it. My mom knew, even sat and watched with me as my siblings did it, laughing the whole time. I think at one point my dad even helped. Mom then reminded her she had stolen dozens of plants from the neighbors, had been caught blatantly stealing from their front gardens, yet was surprised that someone had retaliated. Mom left, told her to freak off, and went back inside. She ranted at us through the door for about an hour till her voice blessedly gave out, then stomped back to her house. She avoided us from then on and would give a death glare to my mom whenever she saw her. Mom would just smile, give her the finger, and go about her business. She was intimidated by my dad and wouldn't do anything when he was around, but dad worked a lot, so wasn't there most of the time. We donated most of the dug up plants to neighbors she'd stolen from, and returned the stolen ornaments and decorations to their rightful owners, if we found them, but kept two rose bushes, which we planted by our back gate, a ceramic hearth cat, which I still have, and a glass and metal sun god decoration nobody claimed. Mega Witch never did get rid of all the weeds, and didn't realize it was poison oak she was pulling barehanded, until she and her husband got horrible rashes over one third of their bodies. And I was told in some very unfortunate places. So with poison ivy, does it travel at all? Or does it have to very specifically come in contact with a very specific body part? I'm just trying to understand how it would end up in some very unfortunate places. If you stole back all these stolen decorations, would you be going around the neighborhood trying to find what belonged to who and return them? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Soupman Bob. I got back at my bully in a big way. I've posted some entitled parent stories, and in one of them, I shared that an entitled mother spread some nasty rumors about me being a violent sociopath that actually managed to stick due to a prior incident. This is said prior incident. This happened 12 years ago, 
and some of the details have been lost to the ages, and some stuff might be exaggerated and or embellished, as stories might get as they get told and retold for years. Now, with the necessary explanations out of the way, on to the story. Strap in, I tend to digress, so this is likely going to be a long one. I was 12 years old, and I wasn't all that tall, I was wide and overweight. I also had one heck of a temper that I had to learn to control in a way so that for the most part, I didn't react violently, but I reacted to most things regardless. It meant bullies loved picking on me. At this point, I'd been bullied for years. It started out with classmates during the lower years until my mom got involved and all the parents were made aware of it and my bullies stopped. Then, my first year in the middle grades, 4th to 6th grade, a guy two grades up saw me and immediately realized that I was a prime candidate for him getting to feel better about himself. He was as short as me and a complete geek. This guy started out using an old-timey insult for fat people. I had no clue he was trying to bully me. We had similar interests, so I actually thought he was trying to befriend me. This pissed him off a lot and he went out of his way to make it clear that he was bullying me. Took me a fair bit of time to actually catch on. Over the years, he escalated, he grew in size, he got a following of friends, and they would use almost every recess every day to follow me and bully me. I'd gone to the teachers multiple times, my mom and dad had contacted the principal multiple times, didn't work. My bullies usually retaliated with getting extra intense and physical too, for a while every time, so I stopped doing it. Snitches get stitches, am I right? Now, my dad was very tired of this happening again and again, so he took me aside and gave me a lesson about defending myself that I shared in my second Entitled Parent story. He basically gave me a rundown on self-defense, told me explicitly never to start a fight, but it was alright to fight back and to end it, that violence should always be my last choice, etc. I took this to heart. This had been going on for two years by now. My mom had contacted the principal again, they were getting physical again, they had cornered me and I tried to get away, they wouldn't let me. I was sick and tired of this. So I looked at them and I said he better stop now or he would regret it. Bully and his posse, of course, laugh. They don't believe a little fatty can do much. At this point, I am seething. I try to get out again. They push me back. And that's when I explode. I jump on main bully. He might be bigger than me, but he's still a skinny geek. I get him on the floor and start wailing on his face. Then when he tries to fight back and push me off... I bite his hand so hard I hear crunching. Meanwhile, his friends are frozen just staring at me. I also jumped on his chest. In the end, it took three teachers to pull me off. This kid had a broken nose, at least two broken ribs, a huge gash on his hand from my bite, which honestly could have killed him, you know, germs and all. I was suspended, duh, for a week, but escaped expulsion because these freakers had tormented me for years, and the school had failed to stop them. According to what my dad told me, he had used that defense against the school and promised that if they expelled me, he would expose their failure to stop the bullying for years to the media and all the parents. So yeah, uh, that's the story. And as said, I honestly don't know how much of this is exaggerated, but I got a feeling that the severity of the injuries might be one of the exaggerations. I think this is a good example of why you should just try to treat everybody with as much respect as you can. If you think somebody's weird, maybe they don't talk, and you treat them that way, who knows what they could turn around and do. 
Maybe an insult was that last turning point for somebody like that that would lead to such a major unforgettable thing. And our final story of the day is by DutchWolf00. Talk racist and kick me? You're half blind now. So about three years ago, I was in high school and there was this guy in my classes that hated me for some reason and I heard he was talking racist about other people. I didn't mind at that time because I didn't want to get in trouble. But when I heard that he was saying that I and my brother need to go back to Africa, I'm black but born in the country where it happened, I was shook. So in the break, I went to him and asked what he said. The conversation went like this. I said, what did you say about me? He said, what do you mean? I said, you were talking racist about me and my brother. He said, I didn't do that at all. I say, I have screenshots of you saying things about me. I could see him getting uncomfortable and angry and he said, if I ever see such a thing again, I'll mess you up. He didn't react to that and he was shook probably because he didn't know that I would confront him. Then I walk away and get to the next lesson and he pushes me in the back really hard. So I fell and then kicked me on the ground multiple times. What a weak move. Then I stood up shocked and hurt but I felt so much adrenaline in my body that I punched him on his cheekbone. I did boxing at the time so it was a hard hit. He ran away and cried. Later, I get called to the principal. He gave me a story that I hit somebody. So I told him the whole story and I didn't get in trouble. The next day, I hear that he had some big eye issues because of the punch and that he was blinded in one eye now by me and he got expelled for starting a fight and provoking me. Some sweet revenge. Good on OP in this situation where they're getting hurled some obscenities at them, people are downplaying them, belittling who they are and where they come from. Good on OP for standing up for themselves, breaking this weird mindset that this guy got stuck into, and not only stop at confronting them about it, but keeping on pounding this down into the ground until they got repercussions that they deserved for what they did. Now I ain't saying going blind in one eye is necessarily a thing that this guy deserved, but it'll definitely always be a remembrance. If anyone ever asks what happened, They'll have to think about the time they were being racist. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all three of these stories that I've read for you today, which one was your personal favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.